Welcome to Postpartum Empowerment, where our goal is to equip you in your journey to mental wellness through your pregnancy and postpartum season. I'm your host, Samantha Newman, and while I have a passion for this topic, I want to note that I am not a substitute for medical and psychological care. I'm just a mama who has been where you are now and have a passion for sharing hope and encouragement where I can. Today, I am continuing my conversation with my new friend, Rhonda Stoppy. Last week, we talked about some of her journey through postpartum depression and anxiety. If you haven't listened to that episode, you will definitely want to go back and listen. Rhonda Stoppy has appeared many times on Focus on the Family, Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk, and Family Life Today. She is an international Christian speaker and author of six books, including The Marriage Mentor, Real Life Romance, and Moms Raising Sons to Be Men. Rhonda helps women break free from regrets and helps them become more influential than they ever dreamed possible to live life with no regrets. You can find her at noregretswoman.com. Now here's the rest of my conversation with Rhonda. You know, my, my postpartum didn't ever really go away. It just turned into PMS mm-hmm. to PMD, you know? Mm. Um, so I can't say a time when it was like, oh, the postpartum went away. Oh, now I started PMS. It was just <laughs> yeah. like, it just kind of morphed. Do you know what I'm yes. talking about? Am I the only person? In- nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I had never had mm. that. I had never had that. Um, I was the the girl in school where it was like, all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, I started. I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, but um, like I say, Steve knew me from the time I was 14 years old. And he was watching this take over my life. And uh, his parents, his mom had Alzheimer's. So we have a ranch. And so we put a house on our property near us. And his dad moved up there so he could take care of his mom. So now his dad would drop his mom off at least one day a week and leave her with me so he could go to town. His mom was always the most precious, loved me to death person. And she became just hated me. Mm. Like just was, it was So it was heart wrenching Mm. to spend time with her as well as just very difficult. Mm. So it was a tough season. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember going to the doctor because I was feeling like I needed to, you know, Steve said, you need to get some help. So I went to the doctor for the PMS and the doctor gave me Xanax. And now my mom, I'm sure my mom had a full hysterectomy at 30 years old. And my mom got addicted to Valium Mm. and I'm sure it was because her hormones were so whacked that she always had such a hard time. Mm. And then, um, I have other family members that my grandmother and other people in my family that had terrible PMS and were not very kind at all. And I remember watching them thinking that's just an excuse to be mean, or that's just an excuse to be hurtful. Just don't do it right? because I never had experienced it. And so after the PMS began, it humbled me. It brought me to my knees Mm. and talking about being a pastor's wife. If I had been a pastor's wife who had never experienced what I went through with postpartum and PMS, I would have had no compassion. Mm. I would have told women, oh, you need to read your Bible more. You need to pray more. You need to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. You need to spend time with godly mentors. You need to fill in the blank. That's what I would have done. Mm. That's what I was doing to myself when I was going through. It was a four and a half year period of me battling it as a spiritual battle. 
putting myself in my room with my Bible in my lap, crying, asking the Lord to take this from me, mm. asking him to give me victory over it. Uh, they put me on the pill to try to regulate it. They did all kinds of other things. They put me on Xanax, which I was afraid of Xanax because my mom was addicted to it. And I have other family members that were addicted to things like right. that. So I gave it to Steve. I'm like, I don't want to take this because it scares me. Mm. And I remember one day I was in the kitchen scrubbing our kitchen floor because we were going to have um, my sister-in-law was coming with their kids and they had a baby that crawled and the floor in the country gets dirty. So I'm scrubbing away and, you know, get out, you know, doing, you know, crazy lady <laughs> stuff. And, and I remember Steve walked over and he gave me a half of a Xanax and I took it. And then pretty soon I was Cinderella mopping the floors going, so this is love, <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> but you know, it, it scared me yeah, because I knew how easy I could get addicted to that. Yeah. So I told Steve, throw those away. I'm scared of those. And I'm not passing judgment. If someone's doctor has given you that, I'm not saying that that's not good for you, but for me and watching what prescription drug addiction has done in family members that it's still destroying my family mm. members that I'm watching even now, mm. I knew it wasn't for me. So yeah, that was four and a half years behind a locked gate up a mountain. I learned to hide. I learned to regulate when I was going to be around people and when I wasn't. And I remember we live, there's like cliffs on the sides of the road as you're driving up this canyon. And, and I can remember one day I had been in town, Steve stayed home with the kids and I was coming home and I felt horrible. I felt like that crazy lady, here she comes again. And I remember thinking if I just drove off of this cliff, mm. it would be better for everyone. Mm. And it wasn't, I wasn't suicidal. I was homicidal. I wanted to kill the crazy lady. I liked me. Mm. I just didn't like that crazy lady. And I was like, and as sure as I do that, I'm going to be a quadriplegic crazy lady that Steve's going to have to take <laughs> care of. It's not going to be good for anybody. And I knew I wasn't really going to drive off the cliff, but I remember feeling that Having desperate. That thought, I remember yeah. feeling so sorry for my family and Steve asked me, and I, and I talk about it in, in my book, um, if my husband would change, I'd be happy and other myths that wives believe. <laughs> and, and I remember telling Steve, he said, what is it like? And he said, I've known you since you were 14 years old. You're not yourself. Mm. I said, it's like this. Imagine if you were a werewolf and every full moon, you're going to turn into a werewolf, whether you like it or not, no matter how, how hard you try, the werewolf's coming. And you're going to eat your young or anyone near you. The only hope you have is that someone will care enough about you to lock you up and keep you from causing any damage until the full moon has passed and you're not mm. a werewolf anymore. That's that is such a good illustration. Right? Anyone who has it gets mm -hmm. it. I literally saw a light bulb on top of the man's head. He's like, I get it. Mm. So he couldn't help me except keep the kids away from me when I was going through that. And, you know, like we have a ranch. So he'd like, let's go build the bunny cage. Let's go build the chicken coop. Let's go build a fence. We had all kinds of outbuildings because yes. they went out with daddy. Um, and he just would let me, but, but he would see it coming before I saw it. And I would see the look in his eyes as I was talking. And I remember the last time uh, that I, you know, here's the thing, the thing that you feel is so important and you're so upset about it. Three days later, it didn't matter one bit and you wish you wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, that's right. So I learned to hold my tongue for at least three days before I brought something up. And the last time it was over his parents and, and me watching his mom and me feeling overwhelmed and, you know, but I remember looking in his face and I was like, you always, and you never. And he goes, what do you want me to do? And I felt 
so sorry for him. Mm. I felt like this poor man would do anything to make our life go back to normal. And I'm just blaming it all on him and putting him through the ringer as if he, if he could just lift the pressure from my life, I wouldn't feel this way, which isn't true. It's just, it's the hormonal imbalance that you're going to feel that way. If the kid spills orange juice on the table, right. uh, right. Yes. So I researched, I did a bunch of, well, you know, what can I do? I don't know if you know this. And again, I'm not an expert. This is just my story. When you eat a lot of sugar, it depletes the vitamin B levels in your body. And when your vitamin B levels are not what they should be, your nerves are on edge. Mm. And when I'm ovulating, I'm not anymore because I'm going to be 60 in May and I haven't had a period since 52 years old. And let me tell you something, it's awesome. <laughs> but Looking forward to that <laughs> one day. It's, it's amazing. Once you get through the hot flashes, right. it's, that's pretty rough. But I remember I would eat M&Ms like it was my job. They'd be on the, I would just, and so what I was doing was taking in all of the sugar and caffeine, lots of coffee. I love coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was um, depleting my vitamin B levels so that that noise that the kids make, you know, they, they slam a door, they break and you go, and I would say this all the time, please don't make any unnecessary noises. Oh, I say that to my kids constantly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You've just spoken my language. And my daughter. When my daughter went to college, one of her jobs to pay for some of her tuition was to work at an after-school program. And she called me one day and she said, mom, your voice came out of my mouth today. I told the kids, please don't make any unnecessary noises. (laughs) You get it. (laughs) But I found that vitamin B just under your tongue, letting it dissolve a vitamin B12 or a vitamin B complex, it really does help take the edge off for me. And, and I actually, I'm doing one-on-one uh, mentoring with a, a particular woman and she's going through these very thing that we're talking about. And she, last week we had this conversation this week, she said, I don't know if it was, you know, what's the word mental when it's subliminal or whatever, but she said, I feel like that vitamin B12 under my tongue took, took me from raging to, to being wow. calm. And I said, well, it may or may not have, but I know in my adolescent granddaughter, when she's all weepy and I say, Hey, stick this under your tongue. Pretty soon she's frolicking around the house, laughing and playing with her cousins. So I don't know. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) If it works, it works. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Actually, my doctor usually says to me, I'll say, I don't know if this is really working, but I try it and it helps me. And he goes, it doesn't matter if it's real, if it helps you, then do it. <laughs> so, oh goodness. Yeah. So what advice do you have for our listeners who struggle with hormonal imbalances and postpartum besides the B12? Do you have any more insights and nuggets? First of, of truth? all, my heart is, with, my heart is mm. with you because I know how alone you feel mm. and I know how it's scary. And, and every month you think, okay, it's not going to happen again. I'm going to, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to respond better. I'm going to do better next month. And I think of Peter, when he told Jesus, I am not going to deny you. I'm going to stay right with you. There is nowhere I'm going to be, but by your side, if I die with you, then I die with you, but I'm, I'm in it to win it. Mm. And he didn't. Mm. And he denied Jesus three times. And then as he denied that last time, Jesus was coming out. I think it was Caiaphas house and his eyes met Peter from across the room and just the wound of Jesus eyes, seeing him oh, mm. just, and, and what I love about it, I just read, I reading through the Bible in a year, which that's one advice I have is be in mm-hmm. the word. Uh, and as I re- was reading this morning, I just read this story 
And the, the cliff note on the story, the, my study Bible says, this shows us not only our frailty and how easily we can fall, but it shows us how divine God's grace is. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. You know, when Judas betrayed Jesus, he went to the people that he betrayed him to and tried to give the money back and tried to fix it. Yeah. You know, we do that. I'm going to fix what I did wrong, right. but he wasn't repentant. He didn't go to, to God and repent. I mean, if he had repented, he could have been saved. He didn't repent. He just tried to fix his wrong by making it right, by giving back the mm -hmm. money. And I think a lot of times that's what we do. We try to fix the wrong that we did with our harsh words to our husband by taking him to bed, or I'm going <laughs> to yeah. fix the harsh you know, thing I said to my kid by buying you something or whatever. Um, but it's got to begin it with repentance. And, and so mm -hmm. even though all of it is hormonally driven, it still can cause us to sin and we can't excuse our sin. Yes. So coming mm -hmm. to the foot of the cross and saying, God, I, I know that my hormones are making me believe these lies that aren't true. Mm -hmm. My hormones are making me so on edge and so angry. I, I, I know those are the things, but like I always said back in those days, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, patience, kindness, self-control, self-control was the only fruit on my vine self-control of just not going off on my family, mm. self-control to remove myself from the situation, which meant putting on a video for Meredith to hold the baby and the two-year-old and just going in the other room. So they didn't see me fall apart and asking God, you know, to give you the spirit's control. It's humbling, but I think it's, it's a good thing to get to that place when you realize you can't do it. You, I, I would have raised arrogant children. I would have been prideful if my children grew up and walked with the Lord, because I would have thought, look what I did. Right. And instead, I know that it was in spite of me, not because of me, that God did a work in my children. Mm -hmm. And then when I speak, I speak at women's events all over. And I, I, I'm careful how I share this. I'm sharing it on your show and I'm being very vulnerable because the women that are coming to your show are coming because of this and they want to know. And I actually just wrote an article for, um, focus on the family. And I think it's called hormonal imbalances that affect your marriage. Maybe you can put the link up or they can find it on focus on the sure family, thing. but I'll yeah, it but it's notes. very much people that have this issue want real answers. People that don't have this issue want to give you what they think is the answer. That's right. And like I say, I'd have been that person if I hadn't have gone through it, I'd, I'd have been that person trying to fix it for you. But, but all that to say, you know, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he can exalt you in due time. Mm. So continuing on with my story, uh, I went to a doctor. Finally, we had moved to Texas. We planted a church in Austin, Texas. We had 200 teenagers in our house every Wednesday. Wow. Night. Yes. Imagine, imagine. So on a good week, it was awesome. On a hormonal week, I was oh in my, my bedroom. Goodness. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Hiding and, under the yeah, covers. And I yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was working full time because we had moved. My kids were all in school. So I went to work full time and trying to do all the things. And I had a meltdown one day and Steve sat me down and he's like, Rhonda, you're not you. And I don't know what needs to happen, but you need help. And I wanted to be mad at him because that was offensive, but I knew he was right. Mm -hmm. And he's known me since I was 14. He knows the happy-go-lucky, love-to-laugh-out-loud woman that I am, and that was not who I was. Mm. So I pulled out my insurance book, and I said, Lord, I have no idea where to go. 
I need a doctor that's not just going to give me something to put a bandaid on it. I I'm broken. I have something wrong and I need help. And so I literally just went like that in my book and said, I want a woman doctor. And I found her name was Michelle McDermott. And I'm like, I think that sounds like a nice name doctor. (laughs) And I looked at what she did and it said endocrinologist. I don't even know what that is. So I call. Hi, my name is Rhonda Stoppy, and I am looking for Dr. Michelle McDermott. And I don't even know what an endocrinologist is, but I have crazy lady PMS that came on after my postpartum and I need help. And the woman on the other end said, oh, wonderful. Dr. McDermott special, I'm going to cry even talking about (sighs) specializes in women's hormonal imbalances. You need to come in. I just got chills. That is incredible. The kindness Mm. of the Lord to give me, and I needed to go to a brain doctor. I needed to go to somebody that helped me understand what was going on in my brain so that I would let her treat me. Because just having my family physician try to throw, you know, something, uh, I needed somebody to help me and to genuinely help me. So when I went to Dr. McDermott, she did this full workup on me and she was so amazing. And she explained to me what was happening to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And I said, I, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm crazy. I feel like I have brain damage. She goes, well, you kind of do. She said, when your hormonal levels dip or spike, it's causing your serotonin levels to dip or spike. And that's why you're you're having those responses. So what's going on in your body is playing out in your thoughts, your emotions, and the way you respond to life. But there really is something wrong with your brain. Wow. Thank what you. Insight. I knew I was. <laughs> and that was where I got help. And I, and, and so what I'm saying to your listeners is, you know, you can listen to me, you can listen to you um, and other people that have walked this road ahead of you, but don't give up till you find what works for you. If it's going to a doctor that specializes in it, if it's um, doing holistic, you know, trying, I know I've heard, you know, there's other things that you can do. I didn't do, do coffee for, or chocolate for three years when I was trying to heal myself. And I was like, see, came home one day and I was like crying, what, what, what will help you? I'm like that plate of brownies, like then eat the plate of brownies. I'm like, okay. <laughs> We've all done that, but (laughs) yeah, but, but the reality is just knowing there was something chemically going on in my body that was playing itself out in my emotions. And in the way I responded to the pressures of life Mm. was the beginning of me getting help that I needed. And our son, Tony was in that youth group with 200 teenagers. And he came from a terribly difficult home, home life. I can't explain it all right now. That's his story. Mm. Actually, I tell his story in mom's raising sons to be men a little bit Mm. of it, but um, he needed a family and Steve had been in youth ministry for 18 years. And we never wanted to take one of the kids into our home, but we knew Tony needed to be ours. And so he he moved in with us. I know that I know I could not have become Tony's mom if I was still dealing with those issues that I was dealing with. So I got help and I got healed and I was able to bring Tony into our home. My husband became a minister, a full-time pastor, um, and I was, I could trust myself because, you know, when you're postpartum or when you're PMSing, there's times when you can't trust yourself to interact with people. Yeah, right. Yes. I love how you're nodding. Cause I, oh, I get totally it. get it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's times when you're just like, I need to stay home today. I'm not sure if sister Betsy in the cold water committee <laughs> says something to, you know, throw down what you're saying. I may just bite her head off. So I got to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And I'm not a person that likes conflict. No, I, I don't hate either. conflict. 
peacemaker. I'm a stuffer. So let me just stuff it till one day the <laughs> lid blows off. Yeah. So I, I couldn't have been a pastor's wife. Mm. I, I couldn't do what I do now. I'm, you know, I speak, I, I write, I travel, I watch my grandkids. I'll take them all at any time. They can come stay at our house for, we had last week, I had three of my, my daughter's daughters and then a day in between. And then my other daughter's three. And Steve's super helpful. Like he's there when, when I'm taking care of everybody, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm the happy, fun, calm grandma. I'm not the crazy lady. Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so, why they and, slip and I love notes under the door when you're doing an interview. Yeah, yeah, that's my <laughs> uh, I remember I was going to a woman's Bible study in Texas when I was really struggling and I had shared kind of vulnerably for, you know, we pray for me. I need to get some help. Mm-hmm. I, something's wrong and I need to figure this out. And then I came back to that Bible study and I shared that story of finding Dr. McDermott and the whole story. And that afternoon, a woman came to my door with a pamphlet and she said, PMS is spiritual warfare, or it was PMS and postpartum is spiritual warfare. And you don't need a doctor. This is how you need to battle it. And she gave me this pamphlet and I didn't say anything. I just thanked her, but I thought she doesn't know that I have spent four and a half years weeping with my Bible in my lap, battling it as a spiritual battle. I know what part of it was a spiritual battle, but I also know there was something deeper that was physically wrong with me. And when you think about the foods that we eat have hormones in it, the milk, the eggs, the chicken, the meat, the fast food, uh, there's estrogen in saran wrap when you're touching, you know, there's just, you're getting in your body things that on days gone by there, there wasn't, I was at a a potluck or something. It was a wedding. Maybe, I don't know. We were in Texas and I was in the food line getting food. And there were two men behind me that I did not know. And they were talking about their wife and they, their wives and talking about PMS or whatever. And one of them said, yeah, you know, why is it only women in America have it? I mean, women in Japan don't have it. So why do, and, 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 I, and I turn around and I said, excuse me, I'm just gonna tell you one thing because the junk we put in our food, because the people in Japan, they're eating fish, they're eating uh, not hormones in their food. And the stuff that we're putting in our bodies is triggering these hormonal imbalances. And it is real. Mm-hmm. And then I walked away like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they probably went and bought like organic chicken for their wife that night. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. If they really <laughs> got it, it. I just thought I was one of that. I'm one of those crazy yeah. ladies. Like, oh, she's it. <laughs> oh, she's in PMS right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for sharing all that. Um, where can our listeners connect with you and get copies of your book? Well, right now, I have been banned from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook jail. I am in Facebook jail because of a post that says, how can moms talk to their sons about sex? It's a, it's a radio interview that I did. It's actually really informative from my book, Moms Raising Sons, but they felt that was inappropriate. It was a post from 2017 Uh that they flagged. And so I I don't know. So I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to be on Facebook because (laughs) they, they, they're, they're they're after me, but go to my website, Mm noregretswoman.com. Click all over there. There's so many fun resources um, if you go to the bo- the different books that we've talked about, there's videos that go along with um, the marriage mentor. Steve and I did videos like real, real, what's the word? Not generic, organic videos of us just in our living room talking as if someone was in our office for a marriage counseling session. And we just talk about the book, uh, the marriage mentor, Steve writes to the husband, these little tiny gray boxes. And he's like, dude, I know you don't want to read a book, but this is what your wife read. This is the cliff notes. So just 
And then we did the videos knowing that if one of the spouses isn't interested in reading, they can at least watch a video and it, and it really will help. Mm. It's uh, we've been doing biblical marriage counseling for uh, Steve's been in ministry for a very long time. We've been married 40 years this wow. year. So it's like, we've been a long time. Yeah. So uh, anyway, there's that, there's those real life romance videos. They're on my YouTube channel. If you go to my website, no regretswoman.com, all of that will come up. And if you sign up for my newsletter, mm-hmm. and if I see that you sign up for my newsletter after this show airs, um, I will send you the free ebook, uh, A Christian Woman's Guide to Great Sex and Marriage. You can buy it on Amazon right now, but for anybody listening to this show that wants that, if you sign up for my newsletter, which I'm going to up my newsletter game, I haven't been sending them out because I've been throwing everything on social media and stuff, but once a week, I'm going to send out a quiz, a video, some interview. I write for crosswalk.com. I write for a lot of magazines um, just to be a no regrets mentor in your life, just to kind of be a, a person that, you know, an older woman, a Titus two woman. Um, so yeah, I'm going to up my game on my, on my social, take it off the social media and put it back Until in newsletters. my newsletters so that I don't get yeah. <laughs> <or jailed. laughs> and you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That, is, that will be such a good resource for any mother going through this. So I really appreciate your generosity and giving away that ebook. So thanks so much it's, for being here, Rhonda. Short. Oh, it's short. Okay. It's, it's, I, somebody just read it and they said, short, sweet, talks about thing the church never talks about, really needed it. Thank Perfect. you. And I'm like, thanks for commenting because most times people don't want to comment that they read a book about sex yeah. so <laughs> well and short and sweet is perfect for mothers so that's yeah, fantastic for sure. oh and moms raising sons to be men is going to be out in audible did i say that i can't remember if we said it off i think air it was off air. air yeah so tell the okay. listeners so that that will be airing uh march 9th that will be out in audio christian audio you can find it wherever books are sold wonderful so i get to, i read it so i'll be the voice in their head but uh that's a fun one too great so. and i'm gonna read that one because i have all boys so or listen to it <laughs> all right well thank you Rhonda, so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it thanks it was really fun i spilled my guts yeah well you know that's that will be so helpful to so many women And um, friends, thank you for being here. You've been listening to Postpartum Empowerment. I'm Samantha, and I hope you go forth knowing that you're not alone in this journey. See you next week.